1: Visit polymorphcrafts.com to learn about their high quality, compact, and affordable tabletop
4: accessories. Distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks. Finally home from their adventures. Our heroes spend some time catching up on the people important to them. Jonathan and Travancore visit Greenest. Carlton visits his family in Amphale, and Bernie does some searching for contacts amongst the larger temples in town. Now they've all reformed in Waterdeep to continue their catch up and their vacation. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, also known as Obo Crazy. I have a new beer. So I was able to pick up a couple of bottles, individual ones, to be able to give it a try, of Pyramid's latest offering, their Hell's Mary Hell's Lager, which I am showing to my, my folks and friends right now. And like most of Pyramid's beers, I am a fan. It says it's a lager, but it is much lighter than a lager should be. But it is very nice, and it is not hoppy at all, and I am always a fan of Pyramid. Even the hoppy stuff, I do personally enjoy. So if you get a chance to have some Pyramid, I highly recommend it. Travancore, what are you drinking?
1: Good people of favoring. Travancore's choice this evening speaks to an amazing streak that his immune system has had for the past few months that has suddenly come crashing to a halt. For I have Jasmine Green Tea from Wegmans. And nothing else.
4: Aww. Wegmans! Oh, Wegmans. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that you might be under the weather, but I am so happy to hear about Wegmans.
1: Yeah, Wegmans is pretty great. I love the buffet.
4: Wegmans is the best. I, that is That is one of the very few things that I miss. Moving to the West Coast, it's,
1: it's so weird that we have these like two stores in common, even though we live on the opposite sides of the country. So Total Wine is where I am, and is where you are, and Wegman's is there and here. Or Wegman's a national chain. I don't think she know.
4: Wegman's is super local. They have, unless something has changed in the last couple of decades, they have ninety nine stores. And the Wegman's family, Danny Wegman's, always said. That they would not grow bigger than that because they felt that 99 across New York and Pennsylvania was big enough to be able to offer uh, what a lot of the big box stores could without growing too big to forget who they were. So, Bravo. I would totally. I worked for Wegmans uh, while I went through school. And even as a part-timer, they offered excellent pay and health insurance. Nice. As a part-timer. I'll drink to that.
1: Yeah, Starbucks did the same thing. That's why I worked there about eight years ago. The funny thing yeah. is,
2: is, I worked at ShopRite, and they were all anti-Wegmans because Wegmans was non-union. And it's like, yeah, but they treat their employees better.
3: Yeah. 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 I, I, I feel like we get into a real danger of like talking about politics with unions, but also like unions become necessary, very necessary when, and I'll just say this, many workers unionize because the working conditions they have are untenable, and they feel they
4: have no recourse. Whereas at Wegmans, I was treated fantastically. We were paid well above above minimum average. As I said, they even offered health insurance to us, lowly little part-timers. Let's not talk politics, but I will say thumbs up to Wegmans. Also, yes, their prepared foods is awesome. So quickly moving on. Uh, Carlton, what are you drinking?
2: I've got uh, a new batch of weird sodas. Well, I don't know if it's weird. Uh, it actually tastes pretty good. It's uh, Oil and Bottling Company's Black Cherry Soda.
4: Ooh, it's yes, and- always all- really good. Black cherry is... I've actually had that soda before, and I really liked it.
2: Oh, it's delicious. This is my second bottle today. Yay! Ooh.
4: Excellent.
2: It was live tasting this this afternoon while I was eating lunch. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> well, I guess I'll have second tasting on the air.
4: Hey, listen. Enjoy en- enjoy what you got. You don't have to save all the enjoyment for, for this show. We're just happy that you're enjoying your sodas again. Yeah. Bernie, Me too. what are you drinking?
3: I'm drinking white wine that I found in the fridge...
4: Do you happen to remember what kind it is? Or I think no? it's
3: a bottle of Barefoot generic white-eyed Pinot Grigio. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe once some Yellowtail? Uh... Once you hit a certain price point, you're just drinking Pinot Grigio's white wine. Or not Pinot, but Barefoot's white wine. I don't think there's a difference between all their white wines. And if Barefoot wants to come at me about that, I'm sorry. I just don't. I'm drinking it because it was in the fridge. This is the second glass I've had today since I got home. It's been a shit day. Let's play some oh. Dungeons & Dragons.
1: Barefoot's a good brand. I like Barefoot.
4: Yeah, and it sounds like it's it's good. No, it's good. It doesn't matter how bad the, the day is. If it's shit, you wouldn't be drinking it.
3: Yeah, no, I. Yeah. I'm not going to put stuff in my body that I dislike at this point
4: in my life. You are worthy of good stuff.
3: No, no, it's good. Barefoot, you make a good wine. I just... I've never tasted any different. Like, it could say, like, I mean, red. Your red is a red and your white is a white. And I don't know why you bother putting them in all different kinds of bottles when really you just make two wines.
1: Let your reds be reds and your whites be whites. It's in the Bible. Look it up.
3: Is it really? Did no, God's it's let your yes much... be your yes and
1: your no be your no. But I changed okay. it Because I a was thinking, of wine.
3: I didn't think Jesus really cared that much about laundry, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he did care about wine, though.
3: He did, he did, because he was Jewish and he knew what was up. That's right. He was all
4: about some Manischewitz. <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan,
0: and I play Jonathan the Muscular and tonight the lab is back open. So uh, I was talking with, uh, with some friends, and I decided, you know what, I really was craving an old-fashioned. But parts of the old-fashioned, namely the lump of sugar, is problematic for me. So... I have attempted a sugar-free old-fashioned. Now I did get some help from some resources on the internet and some recommendations from, once again, friend of the show Izzy, who is our kind of our booze expert. She's a she's like a booze Buddha kind of sommelier, <laughs> a, a, a boozy oracle. She's <laughs> um, a
4: sommelier. <laughs>
0: so uh, what this is, this is bullet rye and some bitters, which is normally what goes in an old-fashioned, a little bit of orange liqueur, because I didn't have any uh, any actual oranges, so I decided to try it out. And initially, uh, I tried some Splenda as the sugar substitute, but it just really wasn't that effective. So I tried a a packet of Sweet and Low, hit the spot. This is ah. not bad. I, I would have, uh, like, a normal old-fashioned, and some of the weird old- fashions that I've gotten on my cruise ships and stuff are way better, but for a Frankenstein together, sugar-free, old-fashioned. This ain't bad. Cheers. Cheers. And and, uh, tonight's shot of Fireball, to be consumed at the first casting of Fireball, or the equivalent spell thereof, is dedicated not to OU, nor to Texas, who play tomorrow at the Red River Rivalry, Red River Shootout, Red River Showdown, whatever you want to call it.
4: Say that five times fast. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I will try.
0: It is dedicated to the fans of the Ottawa Senators, in particular... To our own Steven Dunkelman, who is not not doing well in his sports uh in his sports mindset today. Uh Jules, you wanna help me out with why?
3: Um they the Ottawa Senators are currently mourning the loss of one of their team captains, Eric Carlson, <laughs> who now plays for the Sharks, I think it
0: is. He has gone from the Noble Place of Ottawa to the California place of San Jose.
3: Yeah, sure. yeah i mean it's warmer there and i'm i i really feel for all fans of the senators because like he was just like a great part of the team and he was such a from what i understand he was just like very like connected with the community and just like an all-around very kind nice person like very good to fans and like he and his wife were very kind people but unfortunately like i think it's safe to say that the people who manage this team in terms of like the higher ups are not so awesome and I think it's a general toxic. They're not well run.
4: Mm. From a
3: business standpoint. But their fans are great people and I'm not just saying that cuz I'm engaged to one. <laughs> <laughs> but it helps. Uh, it helps. Yeah, and they're sad. They uh there's some sad news bears, sad news senators is what they are right now and
0: Aww. Uh, well this uh this shot of sun- fireball is hopefully gonna help in just a little iota those uh sorry senator uh supporters
3: yeah get your get your fireball out senator support i mean they're gonna you know they're gonna be drinking their way through this season so
4: <laughs> well the the water deep owl bears are doing spectacularly this season' <laughs> they so you'll, could you'll, have you'll, this
3: hockey real in the fantasy world lauren
4: i i think that should happen i mean why not it's it's We'll, we'll have a chat about what kind of fantasy game needs to be played, but I, I assume that there are multiples and it's the, the, at least in my mind, it is the Waterdeep Owl Bears.
3: The Waterdeep, oh my god, could we get like hockey sweaters that said Waterdeep oh Owl Oh my Bears? god,
4: that
2: would be awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm a bigger fan of uh, Dwarf Ball though.
4: I know Wizards put out like fake sports team mascots. Uh I want to say it was like two or three years ago. I'll have to look them up. Uh but yeah, they're out there. The I, like the Boston Beholders. Like the whole idea of like instead of your sports teams being named after let's say racist stereotypes of Native Americans, they could be named after fantasy objects and then nobody has to be offended and everyone can have fun. And so here you go. The the Boston Beholders and the the Denver Dragons and shit like that. So I'll The look gelatinous that cubes. Up. Yeah, Google that yourself, kids. But in my world, it is the Waterdeep owl bears because they're adorable.
2: The Baldurgate beholders. I prefer, I prefer the Displacer Beast logo.
4: Oh, you found them? I think so. Yeah, <sighs> let yeah. Let, yeah. See, let I, me I, see. I knew this was a thing. Yep, there they are. the 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 beholders. Yeah, they didn't get tied to specific. Oh, um, Waterdeep
3: Owlbears. The beholders kind of looks like the senators, actually. Yep.
1: Oh, so back when uh, Gloob Sharks slash uh, 8 Night Jenga Jam had its own fantasy football uh, uh, league, we called it Dungeons & Dragons for uh, for jocks. Yes. But uh, one of the teams, and the two-time champions was Travi's team, who was called, drum roll please, the Gelatinous Cubes.
3: Yep. I want these. I want these really badly. I will bring them back up.
4: I, th- I think that'd be funny.
3: I just think the bear looks like not nearly cute enough.
4: I... <laughs> well, you know, you want that that mixture of cute But also deadly. Like, they're cute, but don't fuck with me. Yeah. Right?
3: I guess. I mean, Bernie's just all cute, and you don't fuck with her.
4: True, but you are a trickster. If you are a sports team, you want to, you know, there's a bit of machismo going on. All right. Meanwhile, in Waterdeep, it has been. about a 10 day, maybe a couple of extra days since you've all arrived back from the Feywild and you went off in a bunch of different directions. Bernie stayed in Waterdeep and the rest of you went off on, on some fun errands visiting friends and family, but you've all returned back to the Golden Rock Tavern, uh, have explained the exploits that you've been on. And it is the morning as you all are getting up to another cold, bitterly, cold winter morning here in Waterdeep. it is uh, very specifically what day of the just just so we it is now the 26th of hammer yes it is hammer time and as you all come downstairs ready to decide on some some more of the various things that you've been putting off for weeks and weeks and weeks because you've been busy saving the universe gestak is talking with a a familiar face to all of you, Izumi atet, who is the gentleman who runs the furniture shop that also ran the foosball competition that you participated in just about a week ago at this point. And he says, Ah, my friends, excuse me for coming by this 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 soon after you have returned from your your exploits, but I need some information about specifics about what you would like for the furniture for your house you you keep calling it pocket house but i do not get an address
3: oh well you can just deliver here that's honestly gonna be the easiest for
4: you he looks over at Stock and Stock kind of shrugs because gestocke also has no idea about your pocket house and he goes eh, all
3: right bernie pulls a gold coin out of her pocket and shoves it along the bar to Stock. <laughs>
4: and Gustav points at it to Izumi and says yeah every time that they want to talk about this other place that they stand for a while she pays me and so I just don't ask any questions <laughs> and he takes it <laughs> it's like a side <laughs> <I don't>... hustle <laughs> and Iz- Izumi looks at you and says whatever you would like I'm more than happy to provide but that is why I'm here because I needed some you mentioned it was multiple rooms and I, I wanted some, some some guidance about color schemes and what exactly you you are in need of. Do you
3: have upholstery fabric?
4: A bit, yes. Our color scheme is a little limited, but we have very nice, uh, a very nice quality.
2: Do you have Purple Heart wood?
4: Yes, I do have some. Now, I can't do everything in Purple Heart, especially if you are talking, it sounded like you had a kitchen and a, a living room and maybe- well, a. Well, I'm
2: looking for like a headboard in Purple Heart. Maybe some carvings in it, king size.
4: Okay, I can I can work on that. You yeah. already have the bed, though.
2: Uh, do you have a mattress, like a king size mattress? I only, like I think mine's only about the like, uh, equivalent of like a full.
4: We do not have mattresses. I am I am purely the the wood carving part of the All business. Right, then I'll take a full
2: size wow. headboard and purple heart.
4: And that's exactly what exactly would you like carved into it?
2: I want a pack of wolves prowling in the night.
4: If
3: they're prowling in the night, Carlton, how are you going to see them?
4: Ah, that is where the moon comes You know in. what
2: I mean. Yes, with a big old moon. You know <laughs> what I mean, Bernie. Let me have this. <laughs>
4: Pack wolves <of laughs> in night. Okay, what else?
2: Just then, it doesn't have to be fancy wood. Just like, can you make a like a big bookshelf like thing with like storage slots, but then a big circular cutout in the middle so that things can get behind it, so we can do Modron puppet theater.
4: It's a bookshelf with a big. Cut in the middle?
2: Yeah, like, maybe, like, a hole in the middle surrounded by a bookshelf.
3: He would like a, um... It's
2: like an entertainment center.
3: Have you... Look, do you know the song The Lonely Goat Uh,
4: Not since I was a child, no.
3: But you've heard it, right? There's usually this nice lady and, like, ten billion children that sing it together. He would like a very large... Like shadow box stage, yes. that's
4: movable. Oh, that is much different than a bookshelf. A shadow box, okay, yes, sure. Shadow yeah. box. All right. What else? You're doing some interesting things in your living room. I see. Well,
2: <laughs> you know, we gotta have downtime and entertainment. So, modron puppet theater.
4: You have access to modrons. Oh, well, we, very call, nice. we, we,
3: call, we call it. We call it. We call it
2: modron puppet theater. It's where we recount plays that we've seen and we make fun of them. Like with jokes,
4: Modron yeah, puppet Picard theater three thousand pretends
3: he's a Mo-Jun Sometimes it's like a thing from Perconum. We don't ask because I know. would
4: love for one of you to roll a deception check. How about Bernie does it? Can I help with that, Bernie? <laughs> I'm gonna say there's no help in this. Is the two of you are like, oh yes, we mean uh, this? Give me, give me a deception, but I'll let you choose who does. If the I deception hand him check. a gold coin, can I have advantage on my deception? <laughs> If, hey if you hand him a gold decision. coin other things might happen uh go ahead and roll your deception first okay what is my
3: oh i have very good deception yeah it's I'm talk. Well. you do which is why i'm
4: allowing that
3: that's a 23 okay we don't have anything in the pocket house sir
4: he gives you a curious look and he's like eh, whatever you want it for i am i am here to serve not to judge the shadow box okay anything else you said about uh, you needed to outfit a, a kitchen and a living room. And so I'd assume kitchen, t- table, uh, chairs?
0: Yeah. like yeah. So we have some varying sizes among our, our party, as you can see. Is there any way you can design a table and chairs, or maybe table, four chairs, and a bench that can accommodate all of us of our different sizes and be comfortable?
4: Oh, yes, there are very standard uh, architectural designs that I put into uh, specific pieces of furniture, as you are po- possibly the most extreme examples of height differentials, but certainly we are uh, very accommodating. Too. I
2: imagine that Bernie is standing right next to me as he's saying this. and He's looking down at Bernie, then up at me.
0: <laughs> so, f- fun fact, uh, IRL example here, while we were at PAX South, We ran into a couple of our friends, uh, Mr. Arcees, a.k.a. Dan, and uh, someone who... A.k.a. uh, Roommate. A.k.a. Roommate. And uh, a young lady named Dax, as she's known on Twitter and such. And the height difference between those two is extreme. I took a picture and said, these are both humans. (laughs)
4: <laughs> listen for another real life example if you watch my show on the D channel clerical error i sit next i basically am the the smallest person at that table i am short and more importantly i sit next to trick jarrett who uh the wonderful lovely man is like three times the size of me and so the just the two of us next to each other the height differential is possibly a big carlton to at least one of the humans if not bernie and yeah you know chairs that adjust are useful
2: bernie maybe we can get a ladder on your chair
4: That is certainly an option. Some people prefer the, the ladder onto the chair built into the architecture to make it just look fancy. Other people actually want chairs that are adjustable. Those are nicer because the mechanism can be hidden. However, it may take a little more adjusting if you, say, don't want to sit in the same chair every single time. Do you have a preference?
3: I think I'd like a spiral ladder attached to mine.
4: The ladder. Okay. I can spiral. do that. Spiral. It will be half spiral because otherwise it will just look like you are sitting on top of a spring and would not look pretty.
0: Jonathan the major muscular, for his headboard in his bedroom. Do you have any woods that are like more red in hue that he would like a a red redwood headboard? But like...
3: You mean cedar?
0: Yes. Yeah. Cedar. Yeah. Cedar headboard would, would be perfect. Yeah. Or mahogany. Ooh. cedar
3: will be a brighter red mahogany will be a deeper darker red i've had hmm.
0: yeah i don't this know is, yeah.
3: this is great i used to have to chop a lot of wood for new concept so we used to burn cedar because cedar burns really clean and yeah. it smells really cedar will smell really good okay and yeah
4: azumi speaks up at that point and says yes if this is a bedroom headboard you are looking for i highly recommend the cedar it will the, be, done. be beautiful for the years to come and i don't want any
0: like imagery i just want it just to look classy i and i trust yeah i trust your workmanship
4: yeah azumi looks falsely wounded like he's just playing around he knows he knows that you know but he holds his hand up to his chest and he's like oh everything i do is classy even the tacky things i do are classy tacky. Even the tacky things.
3: Even those fucking tacky people I have to deal with still get good product. <laughs>
4: exactly. That's the why who they will, come wants,
0: to literally once wolves
3: and moons on their
0: headboard. You want a racing racing <laughs> cart? Even
4: those assholes You want to sleep in a racing their, cart, Carl? Yes. A three wolf moon get a get a great piece. Oh you would be surprised the the moon the moon with the wolves that's easy wolves noble creatures moon beautiful, easy to make classy the ones that want uh, teddy bears or candy pieces or they they want for children's rooms to grow up into adults wait, this was an option it is but is not st- advisable okay.
3: Okay, I feel like Carlton's room could actually basically look like a folk festival, but a good one, if we're careful. Mm. It could look like a folk festival, but a bad one, if we're not.
4: <laughs> how how about for, for you, good sir? And Izumi looks at you, uh, Travancore. since you've been fairly quiet
1: so far. I don't need anything, uh, you know, fancy or anything. I think a, a king or an island king, if you have it, would be ideal for, for, for Shadow and myself in case he wants to call in. I uh, definitely want cherry wood for all of uh, the material. in My want a uni- unique, uniform theme, and I only say cherry wood because, as a person, me and my brother had cherry wood bunk beds, and like my parents got us leavens. This would have been twenty seven, twenty eight years ago. But uh, additionally, I, I was interested in for our living area, like securing some sort of like like trophy case or something, because we have a lot of things that we've acquired in our in our time, and I think there might be some nice showpieces, and we all have a uniform place. That's a really good
0: idea. Well,
2: that's what I was saying. The shadow box would have shelving around it to put all our trinkets on.
0: Yeah. I think we get, but I think we've got enough stuff to warrant, like, a separate, like, yeah. like, trophy area.
3: We would like a cabinet of curiosities is the word that my compatriot
1: is looking oh, for. Oh, exactly. Jonathan, well, You could put a
2: continual flame in there so it's always illuminated.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that's a, yeah, some things that are not safe to be out in the open, probably a cabinet would, would apply. But I definitely want a show place for the ones that it's opposed no threat to anybody.
3: How about glass doors?
1: Yes, that's what I'm saying. Glass. Glass. That could work. The glass doors. Oh, okay. And Travancore thinks to the basement of the pocket house that so we don't really do a lot in other than keep the occasion. I mean, Travancore's thinking to himself here. He's not saying this out loud, to be very clear. But Travancore okay. thinks about that basement where they found that nut. And they mostly all they've done really is sort of keep a guy there for a while. He's thinking. And the foosball table. Yeah, and the foosball table. So there might be a way to sort of. You know, do a rec room downstairs, or, like, maybe carve a little bit out, a side of it for, for a study, or something like that. So John McGuire thinks about options. Add a pool table? Yeah, and a pool table. And, uh, yeah. So maybe rec room slash a little corner, I could set up some curtains or something and make it into a little, little escape room.
2: Well, pack. isn't there an upstairs, like, sitting area reading room that we can turn into a, like, a den or a study?
4: it's not as much as it's a little more sitting room not as much den it's basically when you go upstairs there is a, a a large hallway between the five bedrooms and the each of your bedrooms does have a bed a desk and a basic chair um so he's taking orders for the headboards to get you something uh, custom uh but you at all talked about mostly the living room and the dining room cuz that had zero <laughs> yeah but, okay so yeah if you wanted to talk about that space you could probably put like a small table and some chairs as like a little sitting area but i'm it's, just saying that way
2: if we're if you're not distracted like it's quiet when we're foosballing and pool tabling
1: well the other thing i can just do is, is add a desk to my my bedroom my chair, you call. have a desk you right? have a desk oh i have a desk That's right. everybody's
4: got a desk a chair yeah. and a basic bed and then he's upgrading headboards but maybe i want a nice desk because <laughs> he may have some nice things Everything I
1: have is nice. Like
2: a little roll top like
1: desk. <laughs> Ooh, what if I had a desk where like if you open it up and you put it all the way back and you put a hanger on, you could double as a as an easel. So if you want if you wanted to paint or draw or something, you'd have that option.
3: Do you want instead do you want like an artist's desk? Like I'm sure Lucas had one at some point. Like we used to when I almost went to art school, we had one and they're adjustable and they're higher up for drawing on. And they're and right. um, if you can afford them <laughs> They're amazing, but like if you wanted like a and they usually you can adjust the angle of them as well. The fancy ones is fancy, but like a like a drawing table essentially or a drafting table is what a lot of people would know them as.
2: They could probably he could probably make something with hand cranks to adjust the height and angle for you.
3: Yeah,
1: drafting table sounds great actually.
3: I can I can do uh, simplified. Aren't you glad table be- Julie has been secretly shopping for furniture for the home she doesn't
4: own yet?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Something we've all done. The yeah. drafting
4: table would be easy. It would be a uh, two pieces that you could adjust the angle with a uh, not a crank because that would be too much for not enough. Uh, but just a simple easel style to hold up the part of that. I got you. What what wood would you like it in? Definitely cherry wood to match the theme of the bedroom absolutely cherry cherry
0: wood oh oh jonathan this reminds of jonathan the man's muscular. um i could also use a nice desk it doesn't have to be a drafting table it can just be just a desk with some space in the cedar as
4: well cedar just nice desk well i think this is more than enough to get me started me and my Wait, apprentices do um I not and-
0: get-
4: oh i'm sorry you oh, yes, got your good.
0: special chair <laughs>
2: Our dining room chair.
4: Now, was there something specific that you lo- that you bumped
3: in? Oh, yes. And Bertie pulls out a cork board and
4: you don't know where it's been hiding? You pull it out
0: and it's got one thing attached to it that unrolls and it hits the floor and rolls out.
4: Carlton, you're not exactly sure how she reached into the bag of holding without you knowing, but she did. Huh.
0: I imagine, Or like, it just, she keeps
2: pulling it and that trail just keeps coming longer and longer out of the pocket, the <laughs> bag of holding.
3: So, as you can see, I've penned a lot of things, lots of drawings. I've been looking through um, some of the monthly illustrated catalogs that come out here, and... I like to call it, this is just a board filled with my interests. A Pinterest, if you will, of all the things that I really have been inspired by for this room in mood board kind of thing. Uh, and she also has, is in her other hand, she's holding one it up with one hand. In the other hand, she's kind of like massaging a little bag of money. Like she's willing to pay a little extra for this because she knows they want a prize. But this is above and beyond. She goes, you know what I would like, really more than anything in the world.
4: I know you've won a prize, and there are limits to what I will include in the prize. But that being said, the prize was not just the the prize, but also the saving of all of the lives of the people there when that warlock decided to do things. So uh, tell me, and let's see what we can do.
3: I would like furniture. Get this. Gonna fucking blow your mind. That's my size okay
4: <laughs> was there specific <laughs>
3: he he seems
4: 100 percent unfazed by that i mean and that was
3: that like her sarcasm like hey guess what the gnome wants a world that's sized for her
4: it's funny you can't tell whether he's being polite by just accepting it or whether he misses the sarcasm either way his absolutely was there a s- specific pieces that you would like besides the chair to go with the with the table
3: Okay, so here's the thing. Basically, if you're going to like king size or plushify anything for a gnome, we usually don't bother with that. We just buy stuff that's made for a hobbit. It fits about the same in our houses. If You can still get it through dwarf, the door. you, you got to wiggle like a, it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like a so, door. So what I'm thinking is a hobbit sized bed. That way dwarf. I have something nice
4: and, and plush. Just, just so Julia knows, there's no hobbits in D&D. <laughs>
0: Halflings. <laughs> yeah. Halflings. It's
4: halflings. So, but probably what you'd be describing would be dwarves, something still on the shorter side of the spectrum, but like five foot, you know, half, if that's what you're talking I, about.
3: Yeah, halfling, halfling the dwarf, basically. We're thinking. But
4: yeah,
2: because gnomes are smaller than halfling, right?
3: Mostly, mostly we buy halfling furniture because dwarves have, they have
4: interesting taste. This is through. We'll, we'll leave it at that. They want very strong beds for reasons.
3: Yeah, and I'm sure that, yeah, I'm, that, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, where the fuck was that? Now I can picture (laughs) our dwarves having really, really intense sex and breaking beds.
2: No right
3: terrorists. i Come mean on. i'm sure it's that's i mean if they're gonna make love it's going to be austere
4: and violent like no no passionate passionate had- and they do everything they they do everything to the best of their abilities and, and also lots ale. and lots of ale anyway
3: lots of ale <laughs> lots of beard pulling for both men and women
4: absolutely Azumi says, once again, either missing your, you're joking, or he seems to know more than you think you, that he does, but he says, okay, so door, you know, the half, halfling dwarven size, but uh, what in specific?
3: So bed, halfling dwarven size, but literally everything else in the room. I would just like to maybe be made my size. I was thinking of having a really nice pluff, plushy chair. You know, the kind that has the poofs, a poofy chair. A poofy armchair with a poofy ottoman It has the little buttons that go down in it that make it poofier and she she holds up she holds up like some swatches <laughs> she, yeah, what she, what
4: colors are you interested in
3: there's like there's lots of really like soft grays and uh greens and like really like like muted greens like and and yellows like she likes mustard yellow and she likes ash wood because it's like an actual ash color if you stain it right and like the, the
4: yellow is not going to look good it will it will fade into something that looks like piss but the gray <laughs> and the green very nice we go with that you will be happy A'ight. with that for years to come
3: I'll okay if you say st- and a little desk with a little like she's thinking she's thinking really like I feel like her tastes run a little like gatsby era ish not like she's not full like it's never she's never like in your face about furniture it's not like full on you know but she's you know she likes the uh she likes like those uh what are those like desk chairs that are the the old school rolly makes you think of a journalist desk chair executive well no not executive wooden wooden Wooden. like it's wooden gotcha and like uh she just wants like a desk like a normal desk and a little bookshelf cuz she's going to be investing investing in um the famous cleric Dr Dr Gray's encyclopedic anatomies of of the, of the of the main inhabitants of of <laughs> Oh that's always
4: there are always clerics who are looking to collect the entire set. So good luck with that. I cannot help with that and I cannot help your finances. So good luck. We don't have
2: living room seating.
4: Uh, at the moment, no, you you do not. So I would say I I can do one more thing for you in the living room, you, besides your uh, cabinet of curiosities. Can and... I pay you for
2: a special chair? Can we get a couch for the living room? And can I pay you for a chair?
4: Uh, well, what are you looking for?
2: I kind of want like a, well, I'm a bigger guy, you know? A lot of the chairs, I, I find, kind of pinch the sides a little bit, you know, when I'm sitting. And sometimes, you know, after a long day of, you know, killing warlocks and saving all the lives... You just want to kind of like put your feet up. So do you have like a chair, or maybe like a lever on the side where I can like lean back, and then like a footrest pops
4: out. Ah, for the laziest of those. Yes, <laughs> for the I laziest can... of boys. You yes. are not the first to ask for such a thing. I can do that. One that is a Carlton th- chair if ever. Oh,
1: one more thing. All of my items, I would like to have the seal of the Kingdom of Hakon on at some at some place. The headboard in the middle of the desk and other places. I mean, any place where it would look the best aesthetically in. And Corp produces a document, like the general, like, uh, he has a bunch of papers from the Kingdom of Con, like general, like, assignments and basic letters or whatever, and he's gonna just kind of sketch it out real quick for
4: him so he has
1: a semblance of it.
4: And he takes it and he's like, oh, yeah, no, this is not too complicated. I should should easily be able to be done. Thank you.
3: Oh, there is one thing, and I would like to pay you for this. Okay. It would be wrong of me not to, and and she un- she hands him a folded up piece of paper that no one else sees, and I'll I'll like, send it to you, Lauren. That has um a drawing uh of a shrine for her on it. Okay. And she says um you, we may have to. I I got a friend that you may need to go see to get the wood for this one, but uh you get the other stuff done first.
4: He looks at the piece of paper. He kind of nods solemnly folds it back up and hands it to you and says that for propriety we should talk about so that i do not assume anything but yes this is something i can do we will talk after i do the rest of this sounds good and she's just gonna
3: fold it and put it in her
4: pocket okay all right, well, this is quite the order. will take a little while. I'll probably deliver pieces in in spurts and bits. Obviously, some of this will be easier than others. Some of this, I already have bits on hand and can start to do adjustments. He kind of closes his book with a little bit of a snap and says, I, and I assume that I you said deliver here. Even if you're not here, t- t- there will be rooms.
2: Yeah, just give us like 48 hours between deliveries, just so we have time to clear it and put it away. Yep. That way, we're not taking up all of the space here.
4: And and if not, then and he looks over at Kasak, and Kasak's like, I I've got a whole basement. I've cleared out. I've got space for it. Oh yeah,
3: he does. Oh
2: yeah, we killed the the hippo or not? We fought some hippo people.
4: We did. Fight I got some shot
2: hippo by a hippo down
1: there. Side hippo people, but we fought against, I believe, dog people. Demon but dog. I really dog, dog dogs. I thought we fought
3: against hippopotamus men down there.
1: Yeah, we did briefly. We did. But we the main against, foe uh, was
4: howlers, I believe. Yeah. It sounds like you fought a lot of things and that you're good at it. And it's hard it, to narrow down. <laughs> I will say, having seen you in action, I am glad that that you are allowed to take care of it. But for now, I will bid you adieu. Probably you will hear from me again in a week or two with some some uh, bits and pieces and we will get this done. And he closes his book and he gives you all a wave and Izumi heads out back into the morning snow. We
1: want to thank Polymorph Crafts for sponsoring this episode. Polymorph Crafts offer stylish and affordable ways to carry everything you need game day and stay organized at the table. Their mimic chest starts life as a compact wood chest that converts into a dice tower and tray, dice and pen vaults, card stands, a coaster, and plenty of room to carry minis and more. Over 230 tiny magnets. How do they work? In each mimic chest, make assembly a breeze, and come in three affordable price points with lots of customizable options. So check out polymorphcrafts.com and follow them on Twitter and Instagram
4: at polymorphcrafts. That's polymorphcrafts.com. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons and Dragons-based clicker game that you can download right now on Steam. The most recent update includes content from the new adventure Dragon Heist, and will be the first time fans can get a glimpse of all of the fun stuff in the book since Wizards of the Coast made the announcement. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast, and it's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. Speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folks who made Idol Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. Now this code expires on November 18th, 2018 at 9pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. D-I-S-C-G-H-I-S-D-U-P-S-S-L-O-P So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show. And Gestak says, "Uh, that must have been quite a party. He's been talking about that for like three weeks or so. Yeah, it was
3: certainly something.
4: And you have the morning. It it looks like that was the only thing pressing on your day. Well, what would you like to get done today? Uh, Gestak, you know,
2: (sighs) uh, I got this halberd I'm not attuned to anymore. Do you know, like, is there a trading hall where I could trade this, or is that an Acropolis thing?
4: Ah, you're just looking to sell it?
2: Uh, sell it or trade.
4: I probably just want to go a blacksmith, then.
2: Do you know blacksmiths that have magical things?
4: Not really, but as you say that, you know blacksmiths that have magical things.
1: That's true.
4: Uh, You, in fact, know one very specific blacksmith. It's not the really
1: hot one. I think he's still in greenest.
4: No, there's... There's one that the Watchful Order of Magic's Protectors specifically sent you to.
1: And I
2: said I would be back at some oh, point. Oh, yeah,
4: Galgon, take me away. Yeah. Uh, oh, Galgon's guess... Extraordinary Armor.
2: Yeah, I'm going to Galgons.
4: know, oh, You know, you know he specifically, um, they work with the Watchful Order, and so he not only has access to some limited magical supplies himself to sell, but also can buy back stuff, and because he works with the Watchful Order, Jonathan gets a discount, and everything is above board.
2: Hey, Jonathan, you want to come with me so I can uh, get a deal on this, Albert?
0: Sure. Uh, after we get done, I'm going to swing by the Acropolis, and I'm probably going to spend... Uh, I'll be coming home uh, at, like, for dinner, but my days are pretty much going to be spent there. I've got, got some things I want to do. Cool. Yeah. I just let's want to go. get some coin. No, that's fine. we got to be frugal. <laughs> Having saved a ton of money on furniture,
1: Travancore is going to go on a sh- little shopping spree, and go going to buy things for himself and for others.
4: Okay. Did you want to go with them to Galgons or were you going to go off and do other things? I might do other things first and double back to Galgons on my own later on. Okay. Well, if you come with us now,
1: you get the discount. That's true. And I do need to go to the, the Amethyst Acropolis on other business, so you know what? I will tag along with you guys for just a bit.
0: Yeah, and then you can come with me when we go up there. I'm just going to be- I'll, I'll get you in the door, and then um, and then I'm going to be going to the library. Bernie, after I'm done with Goggons, you want to go with me to my haircut place? Spa day?
3: Oh, normally yes, but I've got some encyclopedias to track down.
4: All right, Bernie's going to track down encyclopedias. The three of you gentlemen head off to Galgon's Extraordinary Armor. Bernie's got other things she's actually doing, sorry. That's fine. (laughs) Nope, that's okay. Carlton
2: would have offered Bernie to go get a spa day.
3: I know, Bernie (laughs) and Carlton will do a spa day together at some point.
4: Unless you really want to RP that out, I can say within the next couple of days, because I, I know Jonathan wants to get a few different spells, and that's going to take multiple days, depending on how much money he has. So this, this is stuff, if you've got stuff that you want to take, uh, have done over the next couple of days, we can definitely do that. So yeah, Spa Day can definitely happen. Travancore, Carlton, and Jonathan head over to Galgon's, and is the only thing Carlton you're looking to do is, is sell your Halberd?
2: Well, possibly trade with whatever he might have in stock. And then if not sell or sell or trade and sell or trade or sorry, trade and pay difference, you know.
4: Are you looking for anything in specific?
2: Uh, Either like magical bracers or like uh shields that would uh, help protect me. I'm looking for some protection.
4: I don't have uh, anything magical in the shields or the bracers. I just got the regular right now. I can put in an order and it would take like a 10 day or two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure gonna be definitely more than your halberd though i mean your halberd it's cool it's nice not a lot of people are looking for the necrotic thing
2: that's why i'm selling
4: all right what would you prefer the shield or the bracers i can usually order one but not both
2: how strong of a protection shield would you be able to get like would it be a two like double the benefit or like double the strength or would the bracers of defense be stronger
4: I don't know. It's it's the kind of thing where I requisition it, and it's whatever the mages can do.
2: Uh, You know what? I feel like that it would be a little bit easier for them to whip up a shield.
4: All right. I'll ask them for a magic shield. We'll see what we can do. How about the rest of you? You looking um, for anything?
2: How much, uh with trading in my Halbrid and his discount, what would I owe you for that? Or is that TBD?
4: Uh, not until I know what kind of shield they're going to send me. If they give me something that's super, super nice, you're going to owe me a lot. You're going to owe me a lot of
2: money. Gotcha. Me. TBD. Got it.
1: Yeah, Travencore mentions that he wants to rehilt the sword, of the, the re, uh, do the hilt of the sword to something sto- metal, not w- wood. For, can't talk today. Wood for uh, from for for Mortimer King of Prussia, and he also doesn't like the feel of uh, of chainmail armor anymore, and he's looking for something like you know, in terms of a, a leather that'll offer them the same protection, but won't have any a, a metal elements.
4: Ah, oh, the 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 rapier. I can do that. I can do that in a day. You got a wood preference? We get a lot of of, of people who want it, want that kind of thing. So I can I can do that. Cherry wood. Do you do you have elm? Actually,
1: he wants elmwood for the for the hilt.
4: Ah, uh, yeah, I got enough for the hilt. Eh, if you were looking for anything big, I won't be able to do that. But elm hilt.
1: The reason Jack's asking for it is because the Elmwood Park Zoo is right not too far <laughs> yeah. from King. Oh,
4: for Mortimer King. Oh pressure so you'll hand over the um you'll hand over Mortimer and he's like eh, this will probably just be like a gold or two this' is pretty easy and I'm not even really gonna remove anything I'm just gonna coat the outside of this and in, in some nice woods and get it all fitted correctly so it still has a nice balance
1: much obliged and right. I hand over two gold
4: sure that's anything else
1: the armor like the dark uh
4: oh yeah yeah so we don't really like and the wood onto stuff I can kind of do, but we don't do like wood armor.
1: Well, do you have like a leather armor, or you know, place that does.
4: Oh, we got leather. Yeah, sure. And he'll have uh, anything that's in the player's handbook at those prices.
1: Gotcha. I have to look at that real quick. Like, I see if I. I'll I'll probably pick out something that matches the protection of uh, of the chainmail he already has.
2: Uh, studded would be twelve plus your dex.
1: Well, I'm a Dexy B, so that'd be perfect. Yeah, studded leather would, would be perfect. I and mean, then maybe there it'd you be studded with stone. Travancore studded leather.
3: <laughs> Ooh, is it, is it black? It can be. Is it black with, like, silver... Po- Sorry. In my head, Travancore now secretly has a little bit of a BDSM <laughs> thing
4: going on.
1: I think he's gonna go for something more like uh, medium brown, akin to, uh, to Kevin Sorbo from Hercules Legendary Journeys.
4: <laughs> so yes, he's got studded leather armor. It would normally be forty-five gold pieces. Uh, he says because of of Jonathan being a member of the the Watchful Order, he'll sell it to you for thirty-eight. Um, and it is a uh, twelve plus your Dex modifier. So perfect. That'd be same protection. Perfect. perfect. It's All yours. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Was there anything you wanted at Galgan's before you headed off to the Watchful Order?
0: Well. Jonathan the muscular wants a shield, but he still hasn't figured out, like, how quite to use one effectively. Because even though he can use a shield, he's figured out how to, like, cast spells with the shield at hand, but he can't actually use a shield. Mm. But, but yeah. if you want, I can spend some time,
2: whenever you have some downtime, and kind of teach you some of the stuff that uh, Laro's tough-taught me about using shields.
0: Yeah, but I feel like if I did that, then... I would lose out on spell study. So yeah. I don't think I want to do that. No, no rush. Like I
2: said, in between spell study, if you ever have the time, I'm more than happy to show you a thing or two.
0: Can I don't think I'm going to be able to pick up shield proficiency that way. <laughs> uh,
4: you can, but it's you are correct that it's going to take a lot longer than you maybe might have right now. Right, like, it would be that's... a multi
2: class, but that's how I would RP it. it. Would be I could.
4: That would also oh, be like a
0: oh, month. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There is no fucking way I'm multi classing out of wizard. That's totally Absolutely up to you. you. just need one level we'll of fire. Uh, no, I need spell levels. I get I get new and more spells that are awesome, especially as an <laughs> yeah. evoker. Or, so.
4: or you could actually, it's totally up to you. So, so if there's nothing that you know. specifically yeah. want at Galgan's, uh, was there anything else anyone wanted at Galgon?
1: Oh, armor for Baron von Kogo Snoot. Like Travencore, one of the things Travencore wanted to buy for for Kogo Oh
4: yeah, barding. I can do that. Uh, for the dog. Yeah, Yeah, for that dog that was in here before. Um, And potentially,
1: I don't know if there's anything you can do for for a pygmy owl that would govern protection without slowing him down.
0: Upon seeing pygmy owl or hearing pygmy owl, uh, Bucks' head like poops up like, hmm?
4: He looks over at Bucks and he gives Bucks an appraising look and says... You know, to be honest, he is so small. Anything I do is just going to get in the way of his flying. I, I, I think he's... That little guy's better off being quick and nimble and not being armored, I think.
1: Understood. Do you know of any magical effects that would protect him? Anything that would... Or, like, I guess max am the wrong person.
4: Yeah, I'm... Uh, you're looking Arbor. for magic. You want to talk to this guy, and he points to Jonathan.
0: Hello! So, Jonathan the Muscular actually, that gives him kind of an idea... Uh, that he will explore later. If there's funds involved, let me, let Trappercorn Tra- 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 know. I'll, I'll help, I'll pitch in for it
1: as a gift to Bucks because he deserves it.
4: So for Barting for the dog. So normally barding for uh, like horses and stuff is four times the regular amount because it's a dog and not necessarily a large animal. It'll only be twice the amount that is normally listed and the only reason that it's more is because it has to be retrofitted for a dog most of the stuff that he has you know the same way with like the standard barting for a horse you're just buying a lot of material in this case you're not buying a lot of material you are buying you're just buying the the work to fit it to a dog other than that you can buy any of the armor that is available in that that would be available for uh, for you Um, And it would just cost twice as much as uh, for Cocosnoot. All
1: right, let's see. Well, since Aaron Von doesn't have any uh, objections to uh, to chain mail or anything like that. Let's see, 50. Chain shirt would be 50. It's medium armor. Light armor would be padded leather. Actually, padded leather would give Cocosnoot, like, even that would give him a boost.
4: Wait, what? I think
1: so, because it's... Yeah, so let's just keep it simple. For I'm Coca-S- not
3: supposed to know about this, never mind. <laughs> yeah, you are not there. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Yeah, so let's just do Padded for for of a Cocosnoot, and then he can always upgrade. Because even nothing else, it's uh, 11 plus his decks, and even his decks is 0, it's still more than he would have, I would think. What is uh, Cocoa Snoot's AC? I don't even know.
4: I would say that you would, that Travancore would know this. So, Bernie, what is Cocosnoot's AC? Such a good question. <laughs> Uh, hold on. I am in. I am in the fabulous D and D Beyond. D and D Beyond. Yeah,
3: and I'll and I'll put it in my um my folder uh, on my desktop, and uh, I will never forget again.
4: Um, Mastiff. Is an AC of 12, yes. So, okay, so that's not going to help him that much. That's what, Actually, that's well, what came to mind, but, but I was like, oh. Actually, it would, oh. because his dexterity is plus two. So any of the leather armor would help, because he would either be in, it would be 11 plus, plus dex, which would be a 13. 13, or 12 plus dex, which would be a 14. Uh, now, if you put him in padded, that gives him disadvantage on stealth checks, which Bernie might not oh, appreciate. Oh, then,
1: then I don't want to cheap out on that. Let's do leather. Well, that's
4: not cheaping. That's That's getting more expensive. Well, so, I'm saying
1: like, let's not cheap out with a padded because it gives us an advantage on stealth. I'd rather not have to worry about that and keep him as stealthy as I can. So
4: let's just do leather. All right. Yeah, so he says it'll be 20 gold for leather armor, and it'll take a couple days to retrofit it for the Mastiff. Do you have it in lemon yellow? <laughs> you okay. know what? I can throw the- I I don't, but I can dye it.
1: All right, perfect. So that'd be 20 gold pieces. Yep. Cool.
4: Anything else from Galgan?
1: I think that's it. I think I'm solid.
4: All right. Jonathan, what were the spells that you wanted to get while you spend a couple of days in and out of the Watchful Order?
0: So it's going to be, let's see, I believe it's going to be, I think he's going to need to spend seven to nine days total because Bigby's hand is fifth level. So that's going to be, that's five days. But since he's an evoker, it only costs half as much. Well, actually, it might, that might
4: be half the time as well. Let me double check. All right, copying that spell into your spell book involves reproducing the big forms of the spell, then deciphering the unique system, blah, blah, blah. For each level of the spell, the process takes two hours and costs 50 gold pieces. The cost represents blah, blah, blah. What you get out of the watchful order is basically having access to almost every spell except for some of the super high level or necro- uh, necromantic spells.
0: So, as an evo, in, as a member of the school of, of evocation, as an evocation savant, beginning when I select the school at second level, the golden time I must spend to copy an evocation spell uh, in my spell book is halved.
4: Okay, so if Bigby's hand is a spell, is a fifth level spell, it would normally take um, for each level of the spell, so it would be two four, So it would normally take ten hours, um, and, and be two hundred fifty. So it would be half that. Right. So yeah so you could if you've got the gold you can you have the time I don't know how I gold. do all right so bigby's hand what else are you grabbing and i figure
0: since it's i only get one spell per 10 day yes, i don't that's true. I, I don't know if we have to roll or to see like where the 10 day like if he could get in on the end of a 10 day then have a 10 day and then get in at the beginning of a 10 day or he just gets two because of the two 10 days. I didn't know how you wanted to do that.
4: Here's what I'm going to say. You're you're chatting with Razzo Riverhopper about this. And he's like, because it's really going to be like nine. And so he's like, mm, I don't know. That's kind of uh. roll a persuasion check for Razzo. Persuasion
0: check for Razzo. You got it. That is probably going to be a... Uh twenty two, I think.
4: Okay. Alright. Razzo looks at Razo looks at you and says Alright, here's here's what we'll do. I'll let you after you're done with this one come back in 9 days and I'm going to set you up with a a meeting with Master Zik cuz he wanted to talk to you about a couple of of possible uh missions that maybe the Watchful Order wanted to send you out on. So when you come back to do the other spell, we'll do that meeting first and then I'll I'll get you on in there and we'll we'll just make that happen. Okay. Okay. Thank you, thank you so much, Razzo. Okay, so All yeah. Right. So I'll let you add that spell now, but we'll we'll be having that meeting shortly afterwards. So
0: Okay, so Big B's hand is going into the going into the book, and I am so excited because now this muscle wizard can cast punch.
4: <laughs> Alright, what was the other spell you were gonna add?
0: Uh so it was I was trying to decide between uh Featherfall, and Expeditious Retreat. Or as it's known in our playing groups, Expeditious Advance and Kill the Fucker.
4: It just depends on which way you're retreating to. So I'll, oh,
0: yeah, I'll let you... I have, I have never seen a spellcaster use it to retreat. I've always seen it as, hey, I'm barely out of uh, out of Eldritch Blast Rage. Expeditious Retreat.
4: Mm. <laughs> blast, blast. We apparently play very different games. Okay, I will let you pick one more of those to add to your spellbook as long as you have the money and the the... You have the I'll oh, say I you do. have the time. <laughs> you need the money for it. And and afterwards you're gonna have to have a talk with I don't know, oh guys. I can't
0: decide between expedition strategic. You gotta um uh we'll go ahead and go with Featherfall, because uh Jonathan the muscular is rarely out of range for a battle, especially yeah. since Fireball is like 150 feet range. But the oh so, as he was flying to but Greenest... But our bear
3: almost fell to his death.
0: Yes. As we were flying to Greenest, and during one of the particularly nasty windstorms, Jonathan the Magimuscular, you know, kind of huddled, and I'm assuming, like, Dorveen was kind of huddled next to him as we were, like, flying together. He just, like, looks over and like, Man, would suck if I fell off this thing. Huh. I'll have to look into that. So, this is him. He flashes back to the presence, like, Oh yeah, featherfall. Go over featherfall. Yep, yep. Uh,
4: So yep, featherfall. All right. So Jonathan spends the next uh, part of a ten day getting these two spells into his spell book for relatively cheap, considering what what it would normally cost, thanks to his being part of the Watchful Order. And he does let you know that Master Zick is going to want to chat with him about possible things that they can do in the future. Bernie, you are out taking care of a couple of random things, and I'm going to say, well, while the rest of the boys are out a familiar figure, joins you on your walk.
3: Oh, hey! Sorry that uh, we didn't get to catch up as soon as I might like. Um, We sort of ended up in another plane for about five days their time and like 45 days our time.
4: You know, I don't know much about the way that those kind of planar travels work, but that sounds about right.
3: They don't have any tea there, so I don't think you'd want to know, really.
4: Mm, well, my last name is tea Leaf.
3: Yeah. Uh, would you um, like to join me? I'm looking for a copy of uh, Master Astoria Gray's um, Encyclopedia of the Anatomies, particularly the copy on on orcs hmm. and half orcs. There's an entire, entire. There's several chapters actually devoted to half orcs, which really I think. She should have done a whole book
4: on it, but... (sighs) Sounds like some dry reading, but hey, you know, if it means we get to catch up on what you've been up to and what you might be up to in the future, then I would be more than happy to to keep you company.
3: Great. I hear there's actually a really good used book uh, market here in Waterdeep.
4: Mm. Let's go have a look around and talk about maybe... What you might be interested in doing later today after you find the books you're looking for. I do hear that you might be interested in talking to a friend of mine.
3: Yeah, yeah, actually I am. your your friend
4: that's good at closed
3: doors, right?
4: Well, there is that friend. I mean, that's, that's me. I'm the one that's good at closed doors. I was thinking you also seemed to be interested in talking to a, an old lady who was an acquaintance of mine. Very back in in my beginning days, back when the moon pick was just beginning.
3: Oh, oh, you you know Farah.
4: Ah, Farah knows everyone.
3: Yeah, I owe Farah. I actually owe Farah a cup of tea if you'd like to join us, unless you unless it is you used to know her, and you don't really know her anymore
4: oh no i just would never think to invite myself to your tea but and he holds out his arm for you to take and he says if you're not in a hurry to get those books i think we could go say say hi to my old friend right now
3: you know what i have a feeling i didn't find very much at the used book star today
4: and the two of you do a a very lazy u-turn and head in the direction of a a certain old lady who you've been waiting to have tea with for a while. And that's where we'll pause. Next time we get together, there there will be some discussions to be had. And also, if there was anything else that anybody wanted to do, that, that basically that was kind of a whole 10 day that just <laughs> a lot of this stuff happened during. So with that, let me give you some experience for <laughs> Lemon Yellow Cocoa Snoot Armour. For some very specific <laughs> furniture requests. Man, all of you guys, your fantasy furniture. We were told
2: to come with what we wanted.
4: Yeah, that's what happens
1: when people in their 30s and 40s play D&D. Yeah. Here's
4: I the know. Thing. All I've been doing is thinking about,
3: oh my god, if only Steve and I had a house.
4: I totally warned you ahead of time so that you could think, because I thought, well, at worst, they'll just want, you know, all right, we need some chairs and tables and this and that and the other thing. And then... I personally was like, well, if I got the chance to, you know, play house in a fantasy setting, this is what I would want. I'd have all these specifics, but I never in a million years thought that everybody else would. And it pleases me greatly. All the way down to wood selection and carvings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nope. I 100% approve. A fake
0: fantasy TV... (laughs) <laughs> I love that I love the fantasy shadow box um uh, ma- Shadow holder Shadowbox
4: almost <laughs> giving away your madrons um I do also like the the getting the hilt mortimer king of prussia taken care of I thought that was a nice uh, a nice bit and and of course Jonathan finally taking advantage of all the hard work he put into becoming a member of the watchful order of magician protectors by getting some pretty powerful spells i'm going to give you a total of a 2000 experience to split between the four of you and next time we get together Farrah and joster are going to have a nice conversation over tea with bernie and maybe some other things will happen jonathan apparently has some chatting to do with master zik and Carlton has a shield that he might be picking up and Travancore and I think Shadow have some some other plans but we'll see about that next time. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at dungeondrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit patreoncom slash Drunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you, Megan, Lori, (aka Calamity Jane), that Indian dude, Colin, Kalen and Hunted Shadows, LLC.